Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. We saw unspeakable evil over the weekend, and that's where we are right now. This is a battle between good versus evil. There are no two sides to this equation. There is no moral equivalency between Hamas terrorists and Israelis. 1,200 Jews were slaughtered in one day. Now that number could change, but that's the most Jews killed in a single day since the Holocaust. Let me repeat that. The most Jews killed in a single day since the Holocaust. Now it might be a different face, but it's the same evil with the same objective, the genocide of the Jews. At least 2,900 injured, over 100 hostages taken, 22 Americans killed, babies decapitated, women raped. A festival of young people turned into a killing field with 260 slaughtered. Women were raped next to the bodies of their dead friends. Hamas killed IDF, put on their uniforms, so concert goers thought they were running to safety, only to be executed. We all watched in horror as a naked woman was paraded around with her limbs broken as these monsters cheered. That is what happened over the weekend in Israel. Rather than condemn that, rather than call that out as evil in its purest form, we have seen rallies in Western nations cheering this on. Gas the Jews has been chanted in Sydney, Australia. Swastikas have been held up in New York City. And these aren't just fringe groups either. College universities are cheering the sound or are rallying in support of the murder of Jews. The Democrat Socialists of America held a rally in New York City. This isn't a fringe group. This is a group that got AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Alan Omar elected to Congress. This is a group that's getting members of Congress elected a group that hates Jews. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I was naive to the anti-Semitism that exists in the world. Well, I'm not naive anymore. Israel has declared war for the first time since 1973. The future is uncertain. Will this be a regional war? Will it be a world war? Who have we let into the country under open border policies? 
Weak men create hard times and Joe Biden is a weak man. This is a scary time to be living. It's a scary time to be alive. I went to an event at a synagogue the other day. A woman came up to me crying, thanking me for the things I said over the weekend as I covered this on Fox News. And it hit home to me the duty of this job in bringing you the truth, which is what I always strive to do. And that's what I promise you that I will be doing in the coming weeks and months as we cover the story. Today, we're going to have a man by the name of Arie Lightstone on the show. He was a senior advisor and chief of staff to U.S. Ambassador of Israel, David Friedman, under the Trump administration. He is also a rabbi. He was in Israel during the time of the tax. He's in Israel now. We're going to get his take on all of this. Where does it go? What should you know? And what has it been like living in Israel during all of this? Stay tuned for Rabbi Arye Lightstone. Arye, I appreciate you coming on the show. You are in Israel right now, uh, so you're having to deal with bomb threats to, to have to go down to the shelter, so you're on constant alert right now. You have been living this nightmare in Israel from the beginning. How are you doing? So thank you so much for asking, and thank you for allowing us to sort of bring what I think is a horrendous picture to the American people, because this is not in a fight that Israel has. I think it's a generational uh, fight, and it's important for people to know what it is that they're fighting. So this Saturday morning, I was on the way to synagogue, as I do every Saturday morning, and uh, I, I stopped by somebody anxiously speaking on the street who said, get inside, get inside. And I turned to him and I said, well, why am I getting inside? He says, there are terrorists roaming around in trucks shooting civilians. And that's just not something that you can even contemplate. I'm like, that's not possible. And I, I continue walking to synagogue because I assume that he was deranged because it's Israel. I live in like the nicest neighborhood in this entire country. My kids walk themselves to school and my youngest daughter is six, has always walked herself to school. I'm saying this is as safe as safe can be. And uh, we don't carry phones on the Sabbath, et cetera. And, and, and a security uh, personnel came around about an hour later and said, no, every, everybody's got to go. And we all went to our homes. We locked the doors. We sort of barricaded ourselves in, however you do in a traditional suburban home, and, uh, and waited for after Sabbath to turn our phones on to see what had happened. And nothing in our wildest imaginations prepared ourselves for the worst day in Jewish history since the Holocaust. Uh, over a thousand Jewish civilians murdered, uh, raped, kidnapped, pillaged, toddlers, grandmothers, Holocaust survivors. And ultimately yesterday we found out over 40 babies uh, murdered in their cribs and several of them decapitated. This is, this is not things that the human language was created to use words for and that the human mind is capable of truly comprehending. And you mentioned the most Jews killed in a single day since the Holocaust. I mean, the evil has a different face, but the intention is the same, which is the genocide of Jews. And that's exactly correct. And uh, you had mentioned to me when we were chatting offline before, and so what's it like? It must be a small minority of people. There were 1,500 terrorists who came into Israel on that day for the sole intent of murdering Jews. There's no conquering Israel. That's insane. They came just to murder. They didn't go for military targets. They, they went for women and children. When people were in their house, they burnt the house. So they would either burn inside or go outside where they would be executed. I mean, these are things that I grew up reading about the Holocaust, not understanding or thinking that it could happen in 2023. Not to Jews and not to anybody anywhere. This, this level of barbarism is unfathomable, frankly. 
we're talking about is I, I had told you, I feel so naive in having watching the response to evil, which is what it was. I mean, it's just evil and it's purest form form incomprehensible evil that we saw uh, you know just this terrorism that took place but to see people in the western world cheer it on is the most disgusting thing i have ever seen and i, I feel so naive you know i, I have a, a lot of jewish people in my life who i, I love my my friends and i i feel so naive to not have realized how much anti-semitism exists in the world and to watch chance of gas the jews take place in in sydney australia or people holding up swastikas in new york city is just truly disgusting thank you for saying that as as a jewish american uh, the last 20 years have made it more ch- I, I i'm an identifiable orthodox jew i wear a head covering at all times um it is safer for me to walk in riyadh saudi arabia with my yarmulke my kippah my head covering on than it is to ride the subway in new york city <laughs> Uh, the the issue, if we want to sort of diagnose it a little bit, is about 20 years ago, it became all the rage in super intellectual and academic circles to pontificate over whether Israel has the right to exist. Now, to the best of my knowledge, nobody's ever had an academic course on whether Poland has the right to exist or Guatemala has the right to exist or Costa Rica, for goodness sake, has the right to exist. But you can have a Ph.D., in discussing whether or not Israel has the right to exist as a country. And here's the code word that they were saying. It's not asking whether Israel, the country, has a right to exist. They're asking a genocidal question. You can get a PhD in this genocidal question. Do Jews have a right to exist? And I'll tell you exactly how I know that. The president of the Palestinian Authority, Mahmoud Abbas, uh, wrote his PhD dissertation in Holocaust denial. And every president... Since he's become the president, so four presidents up until Donald Trump believe that President Abbas is a legitimate peacemaker that Israel can shake hands with and trust. And here's a person who wrote his PhD on the fact that the Holocaust did not happen. So this anti-Semitism that we're seeing is coming to the forefront. I'm sure you saw the meme that, uh, that Black Lives Matter in Chicago put out today. Uh, The picture of uh, Flag of Palestine parachuting down. Um, Why the parachute? Because many of the murderers came from Gaza into Israel on paragliders. And so it was a message from the Black Lives Matter of Chicago, Palestinians, we stand with you. And what that means is, Palestinians, we root on your raping and your pillaging and your murdering and you're decapitating of babies. That is what they are saying, and they share our sidewalks. They go to our schools, and every major corporation in America, to the best of my knowledge, paid the ransom money to Black Lives Matter, because if you didn't, you were racist. How challenging does that make it with Israel's response? Because, you know, obviously they are fighting a war against Hamas, but they're also fighting this propaganda war. Uh, that you just laid out and, and you, you see clips on MSNBC of, you know, people excusing what happened and, and blaming Israel, which is disgusting. You you see what's happening on these college campuses. Talk about the challenges with that of not only fighting an actual war, but having to take on this propaganda war as well. So I'll, I'll tell you, I don't think it's a challenge. I think it's a blessing. And what I mean by that is if there was nuance here, 
then I think maybe Israel would have a challenge. But if you can have somebody who defends the murdering of babies and the kidnapping of Holocaust survivors, there is nothing that human being can say that I will ever value at all. If they were to tell me there's a discount on a new Tesla, I would not trust them because their value judgments are so completely and totally off. He and I, or she and I, or likely in their case, they and I, don't share anything in common. There is no common value. There is no soul. There is no humanity. So therefore, what they say is valueless to me. And I'm optimistic that it'll be valueless uh, to the state of Israel. Rashida Tlaib, our venerated congresswoman from Michigan, was asked for 71 seconds by an enterprising Fox News reporter, do you have anything to say about the murdering of 40 babies, many of them decapitated? Now, I'm not positive why decapitation makes it worse or better. That that's, seems to be something that people seem to want to talk about. Um, and for 71 seconds, she no commented, this lady. We have a member of, com- of Congress who cannot condemn the murdering of 40 baby Jews. Let's just let that sink in for a moment. So therefore, when she passes a bill or has a resolution or has an opinion, I would hope that the prime minister of Israel, whoever he or she would be, uh, in this case, Bibi Netanyahu, uh, will not give a damn about whatever somebody that morally bankrupt would say, because I wouldn't trust her to give me advice on which apple to pick out in the grocery store, let alone what foreign policy I need. So in this case, I think this challenge has turned into a blessing because they have shown us who they are. Quick commercial break. Please stay with us. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa. Open a limited time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Rabbi, just to give people perspective, before we jumped on, you had a a bomb shelter scare. So this is the threat that you are living with in Israel. People are living with right now. You know, just take us through what it's been like to be there since this happened. I mean, I I can't imagine how terrifying it is for everyone to, to just be on constant alert. Yeah, we've taken to sleeping down in the bomb shelter because we have little children. And from previous times where we've had to go into the bomb shelter, I've discovered it's far more jarring for kids to be woken up in the middle of the night and moved as opposed to saying, hey, we're going to have a fun movie night. But we are so blessed. We have a large bomb shelter that we can all sleep in. And that's fine. There are people who their bomb shelter and apartment buildings is sharing a stairwell. And it's not comfortable for the whole building to go into that stairwell. And the reason why it is called terrorism is because it makes you terrified. And I will tell you this, my kids do not deserve to be terrified. What is their crime? That they're Jewish? Do you know what terrified means in this particular case? When my kid wants to go on a play date, which I don't let them right now because the situation is too dangerous. But in a week from now, when things hopefully calm down and my kid wants to go on a play date, we play a game, which is called which house can you knock on within the 60 seconds that you have to get to a bomb shelter that you know will open the door for you? Because when you go three blocks away to synagogue or to the park, you need to know that you can get into a bomb shelter when you hear that siren. And my parents, who are not the youngest people in the history of the world, I don't want them running downstairs in those 60 seconds, so they're stuck in the house. The, the insanity of this it, Hamas knows they can't beat Israel. Israel is a first-rate army with a first-rate economy, with first-rate intelligence, obviously with major failures this past week. The, the, the goal is to terrorize people because they are Jewish. And my response to that is two enormous middle fingers. I was reading about that festival and that Hamas was killing IDF soldiers, putting on the uniforms who people thought they were running to safety only to get executed in point blank range, to have women raped next to the dead bodies of their friends. Uh, you know, we all saw the, the body of that young woman uh, with limbs broken. Uh, being paraded around the streets. You had worked on peace in the Middle East with the Abraham Accords, trying to, to normalize Arab-Israeli uh, relationships. Uh, you know, really the, the first time this has happened since 1994. How do we go from that to this? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, just as you described the images, they flash into my mind. They're ingrained on the inside of my eyelids. It's difficult to sleep thinking of their mother's their fathers, their siblings. Um, it's a dark. It's a dark day. It's a dark week for the Jewish people. It's a dark week for the people of Israel. It's a dark week for people who love civilization and value life. So, how do we get here? And how do we get back? Uh, the answer is Iran. The President Trump understood that if you put Iran in a box, you deprive the proxies of the gasoline that they need to fuel their horrendous activities. Uh, When you take Iran out of that box, that money comes and is spread to the proxies with an opportunity to be able to cause enormous damage, and in this case, death and destruction. And and, and I'll, I'll, I'll be even more sharp on that. The prevailing wisdom before Jared Kushner, David Friedman, Donald Trump, was that you need to be a neutral arbiter in between the Israelis and the Palestinians, because they both have equal claims, whatever that's supposed to mean. In fact, BBC will not use the word terrorist in describing these gunmen, because if you use the word terrorist, you are going to prejudice 
your viewers and listeners in terms of who these people are. And people might decide, oh, terrorists don't have equal claim over the land. So this is, this is prevailing wisdom in the Western world. So what do we do about prevailing wisdom in the Western world? Well, Trump turned it on its head. He said, no, we're going to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. We're going to move our embassy to Jerusalem. We're going to recognize Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights because all these things are known to the whole world. But we're hiding under a mask of pseudo-intellectualism in this ridiculous academia where we can contemplate and pontificate whether Israel should exist or not. And what happened when the United States of America stood next to Israel, Israel was stronger. And when Israel was stronger, it was much more attractive to make peace with. And peace broke out between Israel and five other countries because there are two different types of countries in this region. There are likely two different types of countries in the entire world, those who are forward-looking and those who are backwards-looking. And for too long, the Middle East was captivated by garbage leaders who would manipulate their people. And instead of blaming the fact that they were corrupt kleptocrats, they blamed Israel because who hasn't blamed the Jews in the last 3,000 years for something? They took a page right out of the Nazis. So any country that has problems in them and just name all the countries in the Middle East, they would blame the Jews. And, and there's a deep imbued hatred for the last 70 plus years because look at the neighbors around Israel. They're all pretty garbage places to live. The people who are in charge want to keep their people down. So if you blame somebody else other than yourself, you can wind up being successful. And that's the hatred that was there. But something fantastic happened when you had a leader like Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed out of the United Arab Emirates. And if you haven't been to Dubai and Abu Dhabi, you should go. There are unbelievable places to visit where the leaders have taken their enormous wealth and invested in their people instead of kept their people at bay. And you have a country there that says, maybe the future can be better than the past. And let's make peace with Israel. And then Bahrain followed and then Morocco followed because those leaders want to create a Middle East where there's opportunity for all and they don't want to litigate the past over and over and over again. And then you have other countries where the leaders don't have the ability to do that because if they do, people will discover that they are the fraudulent criminals that they have always been. I'll give you two examples for that. And I apologize. You hit a point that I'm very passionate about. <laughs> Um, no, please go on. I, I, I had the privilege of bringing 11 Palestinians to Bahrain in 2019 as part of Jared Kushner's Peace to Prosperity workshop. Now, the Palestinian Authority wouldn't show up because they did not want to get money because if they get money for investments in the region, that means they're going to lose control because you'll have actual businesses and something to lose and their people might not hate the Jews so much. I found 11 brave business people who were willing to go. Only nine of them got on a plane. After the end of the two-day conference in Bahrain, they looked at me in the eye and said, Arye, if we go back to the West Bank, they will murder us. What was their crime? Their crime was meeting with people to talk about how the Palestinians could have a better future. That was their crime. And all nine of them have been living more or less in hiding since that moment for the crime of attending a two-day conference. Who is the wealthiest person in the entire West Bank? Mahmoud Abbas's sons. Who's the wealthiest after them? Mahmoud Abbas's nephews. This is a corrupt kleptocracy that if they decide to be forward-looking, they will be found out to be the frauds that they are. And if you think that the PA, which is in the West Bank, is bad, now let's move to Hamas, which runs Gaza. Do you know where the very brave leaders of Hamas hang out? Are they, are they fighting in Gaza as they send their people over the wall to fight Israelis, knowing that Israel is going to have an enormous battle to take out the terrorists in Gaza. They must be sitting there at the front lines, right? Obviously not. They're sitting in the Four Seasons in Doha, Qatar. 
They're sitting there driving their Lamborghinis, eating their caviar, doing their, their fake Allahu Akbar. And I say fake because anybody who believes in religion doesn't believe in decapitating babies. I, I've gotten a chance to meet spectacular Muslims through the Abraham Accords. None of those people believe that what happened is Islam. None of them do. So you had mentioned, obviously, Hamas being in Doha right now. How concerned are you? Obviously, you know, we know Iran's involvement. How concerned are you that this turns into a broader regional war? Terrified. I am not a little bit concerned. I'm terrified. What, what President Biden done is he's enriched Iran. Iran sees weakness. He sees weakness from the United States of America, and he sees weakness from Israel. And therefore, the only thing that can defeat that weakness is strength. And I will tell you what I've done this morning. I've done it every day for the last three years. I've gotten up and I've prayed that President Biden will be the greatest president of my lifetime. Not because I voted for him, not because I want to vote for him, but because when America's strong, people live and prosper. And when America's weak, you can see what happens when America's weak. And so therefore, the strength of the response of the United States of America and the strength of the response of the state of Israel will determine whether this becomes a broad regional war or not. If Israel crushes their enemy, there will not be a regional war. If Israel is not successful, people will smell weakness, and and, and it has me very concerned. I, I am optimistic Israel will do what it must. We're going to take a quick commercial break. More with Rabbi Aryeh Lightstone. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them. Sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Rabbi, this administration is, you know, refusing to name Iran directly uh, and still sort of trying to downplay uh, the Iranians' involvement, even though that we know Hamas exists because of Iran. With the hostages, you know, 
take us through some of the complexities of that. Uh, one thing I, I find very admirable is I was reading about uh, how Israel traded 1,027 Palestinians in 2011 so it could bring one Israeli soldier home, which I, I think just really paints the perspective of how much Israel values its own citizens. There's no doubt about that. Every single life is precious. And that is the etho of the Israelis. And it's exactly the opposite of Hamas. The leaders of Hamas, as we mentioned, are sitting in Qatar. If you look at the list, and it will pain you because it pains me, look at the list of the Israeli um, uh, military, IDF, members of the IDF who've been killed in action. Look at their ranks. The, in, in Israel, the, the rallying cry is Aharai, after me. And the, the highest ranking officer goes through the door first. The highest ranking officer takes the greatest amount of risk. Now, strategically, that's probably a pretty dumb idea because you want to save your highest ranking officers for strategy and whatever else it would be. But for morale, there is not a parent here who has sent their kids to the front who does not know that their commander will take the highest risk. And there's a disproportionate amount of high ranking commanders who have been killed because of that, because they value each and every life. And that's the challenge with the hostages. There will be door-to-door fighting. There will be street-to-street fighting to try to rescue the hostages. But let's you know, say in a very, very clear fashion, the terrorists who are willing to stab people in their beds and to do what they did to babies and to do what they've done to the women, let's be very clear about how we think that they may be treating these hostages. It is incumbent upon any country that's ever given Gaza any money and has given Hamas any quarter anywhere to bring those hostages home now. Not in a week, not in two days, but now. And if that message is not delivered by our government, our government has failed our American citizens. What's your message to Jews, not only in Israel, but just around the world right now? Yeah, The message is very clear. Uh, If you are not strong and if you are not proud, then you aren't doing your job. Uh, We need to be united. Jews around the world need to be united. And this is not a Jewish fight. This is a fight for people who care about civilization. When when look at what's happening at the college campuses. Uh, I just saw in University of Wisconsin, they're chanting, praising the massacre. They're not using uh, uh, subtle words. They're actually cheering on. We hope that the massacre will continue. Those exact words. The Jews on the University of Wisconsin campus could be intimidated today. They will not be intimidated if the rest of the students of the University of Wisconsin walk out there with them and say, we do not stand for this garbage. We are not represented by this filth, and we're going to stand with you. This is not a Jewish problem. This is a problem with civilization. The people who are chanting and holding up that swastika in New York City and in Sydney saying, gas the Jews. What do you think the Germans felt like? When, when they watched the Nazis walk by. Oh, it's the Nazis. It's not me. It's Germany. Every single human being in Germany was culpable for what happened. If you weren't fighting against it, you were supporting it. If you see these people in America or in Australia and you are not fighting against it, you're too tired. You've got another class to do. You've got to go to the gym. You're, you're, you're going to go get something, a Chick-fil-A or something like that. Then you are tacitly supporting this. This is a fight for civilization. And I know that Americans are so awesome that they will stand with the Jewish people. And as a rabbi, I have to tell you, the Bible, the Torah tells us that I will bless those who bless you. The people who stand with the people of Israel, the people who stand with the Jews will be blessed. And people who believe in the Bible need to know that verse. And I'm counting on them to stand up with their Jewish brethren who might be downtrodden, 
who might feel weak. Do not feel weak. Do not feel downtrodden. I think that's a good message, sir. Uh, Our hearts are with you. Our our prayers are with you. Just really unspeakable evil. It's just, it's, you know, it's hard to even comprehend, I I think, just because it's it's hard to understand evil uh, because it it doesn't make sense. Can I share an optimistic? uh, Please. Yeah, please do. And I'm sorry. I I have a very good friend uh, who lives here in Israel. His family moved from America. I don't know. 15 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, the the person who's my contemporary, his father passed away this past year at the age of 101. Nice long life. He was a partisan. He was a Jew from Slovakia who fought against the Nazis in the forest. And he managed to succeed. He's got one picture that I was able to save from the war of him killing a Nazi and riding on that Nazi's horse. He was the exception to the rule throughout the time of the Holocaust of Jews who were able to defend themselves and fight back. His grandson, his grandson-in-law, his granddaughter are all armed to the teeth in elite units on the border now in Gaza, ready to protect civilians because that is the Jews of 2023. This is not Nazi Germany, 1943. The Jews are strong. The Jews are proud. The United States of America is not being ambivalent about this. The United States knows what the right thing to do. And when the U.S. knows what the right thing to do, the rest of the world will follow. And, and, and man, I hope that Biden gets this right, because if he does not, the Jews will figure it out. Israel will figure it out. But it's going to be hard. Uh, I agree, sir. Is there anything else you'd like to leave us with before we go? Yes. Uh, all of your listeners who care about this, if you're moved in some way, shape or form, there are so many parents whose kids are sitting on the front lines right now. They're parents who don't know where their kids are right now. If you're moved at all, don't just think about it and pass on a tweet to somebody. Call your member of Congress, call your senator and say, we need to stand with Israel. We need you to stand with Israel. We need you to be public about standing with Israel. When you do that, it moves the world. If you're on a college campus, reach out to the Hillel House and say, how do I stand with you against these piece of scum people chanting in favor of whatever else it would be, do something. Don't listen to this and say, oh, listen to this and be challenged to do something that will help make people's lives better. I went to a a rally in uh, Miami Beach last night, and it was very cool to see so many people come together uh, and just standing against this and, and standing up for Israel. Uh, Sir, you know, I I would keep you longer, but I, I'm worried about your safety and I, I, you know, so I, I just I really appreciate you you taking the time to join the show. Um, just praying for you and your safety and your kids and, and everyone in Israel. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. Thank you. It means a lot to my family. I appreciate it. Thank you. That was Rabbi Aryeh Lightstone. I appreciate him joining the show. Obviously, he is living under constant threat of having to go to a bomb shelter with a very uncertain future in Israel. So we pray for his safety, the safety of his family, and the safety of all Israelis. Thank you for listening at home. I appreciate it. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting the show together every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. Thank you for listening. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. <laughs> 